Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, I'm Brian No in for Big Ben Maller. Lots of ground to cover. Uh, Ian Book, not exactly sensational in his his debut start in the NFL, starting quarterback for the Saints. Didn't do too well, have some crazy numbers on that. Dolphins win seven straight, but uh, not exactly a gauntlet of quarterbacks. Jimmy G's got a fractured thumb. Lots of NFL stuff, and then we work in some NBA, some allegations of Russell Westbrook stat chasing, and Magic Johnson not exactly fired up to see this new HBO series on the Showtime Lakers. Hope you enjoy the podcast. I'm going to guess that your evening is going better than Ian Book's evening in New Orleans because that was freaking hideous. <laughs> that was brutal. Welcome in. I'm Brian No in for Big Ben here on Fox Sports Radio. You can be a part of the show. 877-99 on Fox is your phone number. 877-996-6369. You can also get me on Twitter, at The No Show. So, Ian Book, first NFL start. First NFL start. Fourth-round rookie draft pick out of Notre Dame. He was starting for the Saints against the Dolphins on Monday Night Football. The Saints have Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon on the COVID list. So, in steps in, I book. And it was... It was brutal. Dolphins clobbered the Saints 20-3. to And the rough, rough night started very early for Ian Book. It was his second pass attempt in his NFL career. And it was a pick six. It was a pick six very early on. This is actually on the Dolphins radio network how it sounded. Ian Book not actually starting off on the right foot. I'll give you the... I'll give you the play-by-play, uh, and it's picked, and Nick Needham's in the end zone, and the Dolphins score. And then it was just downhill from there for the Saints. Ian Book was running for his life all night, took some major hits, some brutal decisions. Here we go. Here's the sound from the Dolphins radio network. Uh, the running back. Dolphins show eight guys. Wow. It's picked off. Wow. It's Needham. Needham down the sidelines. It's a pick six. 
Touchdown, Miami. Talk about the defense coming through. What the hell is that? What kind of sound? I guess it was a sideline report. I don't know what was going on there, but it was the most. And uh, they hope to have uh, Jalen Waddle have a good evening. And then all of a sudden there was chaos going. I don't know what that was, but that was one of the more random calls I've ever heard. Some just putrid numbers for Ian Book. I'll throw some out at you. The Saints gained 164 yards of total offense. 164. For a good offense, that's a couple of drives. That's all they did the entire evening. That included a 56-yard pass late to Lil Jordan Humphrey in garbage time. Think about that. That's Most of their overall production is on one pass in garbage time. So 164 yards is brutal. And then this gets even uglier. Ian Book under siege. 29 dropbacks, 13 hits, <laughs> 9 knockdowns, and 8 sacks. The Dolphins sacked Ian Book 8 times, a couple of interceptions. It was just brutal. Just brutal, man. The stats get uglier and uglier. Yeah, it's uh, pretty much like that where uh, only in the first quarter the Saints had negative 2 yards and they did not convert a single third down in the entire game. 0 for 12. And I had this passing thought, Jameis Winston's agent has to be smiling ear to ear right now. Wouldn't you? After you saw that, Jameis Winston, it's not like he was, you know, Mahomes just completely balling out, but he was serviceable. They won games, and it wasn't a debacle like it was with Ian Book. And the Taysom Hill start where he threw four interceptions against the the, uh, the Cowboys. So with Jameis Winston being a pending free agent, and you look at this quarterback class, eh, it's not the greatest. So I think Jameis Winston is in a decent position. I don't know if he's going to be the Saints quarterback next season, but when you see what's happened after Jameis went down with the torn ACL, it hasn't been exactly spectacular for the Saints quarterbacks. Now we get a little bit from Ian Book. He had these thoughts after his brutal performance and in turn the Saints' brutal performance. Here is Ian Book. I was having fun. You know, I wanted to go out there and, and bring energy. I thought I could have played a little bit faster. You know, obviously doing some thinking. First time being out there. And you just learn so much from actually getting for playing. Once you're out there playing, it's like, man, I learned a lot already. Yeah. Yeah, let's see what he's learned. He's learned... Uh, uh, that NFL defenses are a lot faster than in college. He's learned that. He's learned that, I don't know, if you're if there's no play to be made and you're scrambling and you're close to out of bounds, just throw it away instead of just running out of bounds and costing yourself 11 yards of field position. That's, that's another lesson. How about uh, when it's fourth down? Instead of throwing the ball away, it's better to just throw it up for grabs and yeah, you know, maybe something good happens. Worst case, it gets picked, and you probably you know, tackle the guy right there and actually gain some field position. But yeah, a lot of lessons learned tonight. I thought it was hilarious. My favorite part of the game, Ian Book, after the game, he said, uh, we didn't score any touchdowns. You can't win games that way. And the hilarious twist is the Saints actually did just that the previous week. <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when they beat Tampa Bay 9 to nothing, I just, I don't know, maybe it's me and being in a football geek, but I just thought it was hilarious. Like, ah, you can't win games not scoring touchdowns. Yeah, how far would you have to go back to, to see an example of a team that won a game without scoring a touchdown? Oh, it's the team that Ian Book is playing for that did it last week against the defending Super Bowl champions. So I just thought that was funny. I'm Brian, though, in for Big Ben Maller. Here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, one other stat here before we turn it to the Dolphins. How about this? This is crazy to me. Sean Payton, the Saints head coach. These are the, the number of quarterbacks that have started for the Saints since he's been the head coach over there in New Orleans. So during Sean Payton's first 14 seasons in New Orleans, there were five starting quarterbacks. And just this season alone, the Saints have started four different quarterbacks. That's wild. And it just shows you the stability that the Saints had with Drew Brees. And the crazy thing is, 
Look, a lot of people want to shove the aging superstar out the door. We know Drew Brees last year wasn't peak Drew Brees. He lost some of his fastball. We get all of that. But look at what the Saints have turned into post-Drew Brees. If Drew Brees was playing one more year, there's no way it would be this bad. Zero chance. And so I understand wanting to upgrade. Pittsburgh is looking at this. They're moving on from Big Ben. And I get it. He's at the end. You got to try to upgrade. I'm just saying you could downgrade. And the Saints have done that this season. There's no doubt about that. Now, in terms of the Miami Dolphins, the number of the day in terms of the Dolphins is seven. So the Dolphins are historically streaky. They are the first team in NFL history, never been done before, that a team has a seven-game winning streak and a seven-game losing streak in the same season. That's what the Dolphins have done. An odd, odd season. They win their first game against the Patriots, and then they lose seven in a row. And then they win seven in a row, and they are currently a seven seed. That's right. The Dolphins are currently in the playoffs. From one and seven to in the playoffs, as it stands right now, Miami controls its own path to the playoffs. They finish at Tennessee, and then they host the Patriots. If they win out, they are guaranteed a playoff spot. So let's hear from Brian Flores, very good at coach speak, right? Let's hear some coach speak from Mr. Flores. In terms of what this team has been able to accomplish winning seven straight games, how difficult is that? It's really just one in a row, and that's really all we're trying to do. And that's kind of the approach and focus is to try to do it one more time. Hey, look, man, it's straight from coaching cliches 101. Of course it's true. Got to take it one at a time. This is something that's really impressive, I think, with the Dolphins because you see this time and time and time again. Teams that have high expectations heading into a season. The Dolphins were 10-6, and six, barely missed the playoffs last year. So there were high expectations. When teams with high expectations get off to bad starts, they typically press, and they just make it worse. They just get in their own way. Look at the Seattle Seahawks. I know Russell Wilson was banged up. He missed three full games, and they went one and two with Geno Smith. So that that goes into it, but the Seahawks had high expectations this year, and they got off to a bad start, and they started pressing. And Russell Wilson was never quite the same this season, but it happens time and time again. These teams that expect to do big things in a season, they start off rough. Yeah, a lot of times it snowballs. That's why it's also impressive what the Chiefs have done. They got off to a rocky start, three and four, and they didn't let it snowball. They lost to the Titans 27 to three. And then you look up and they've won eight straight and they're a one seed right now. It's crazy. So props to the Dolphins and the Chiefs, teams with high, high expectations that didn't let the bad start snowball. Now, the other interesting thing with the Dolphins here is they haven't exactly faced a gauntlet of stud quarterbacks during the seven-game winning streak. Listen to these guys. Mostly bums right now. One good player in Lamar Jackson, but in order, the Dolphins have faced Tyrod Taylor. That's what got the winning streak going against the Houston Texans. Then they faced Lamar Jackson on Thursday night football. They blitzed him like crazy, and the Ravens were like, blitzing? What? What's a bl-? They acted like they didn't even know what it was. Then the Dolphins faced Joe Flacco. That's right. Flacco got the start for the Jets. Then Cam Newton. Then Mike Glennon with the Giants, followed by Zach Wilson of the Jets. And then on Monday Night Football, Ian Book. Not a quarterback gauntlet. That is not murderer's row right there. Up next for the Dolphins would be Ryan Tannehill and Mac Jones. So... Those guys are better than most of the quarterbacks I just rattled off, but also not the gold standard as it sits right now. Uh, One quick thought on Tua. Tua, Tua. I always pray for Tua to be the franchise quarterback. I'm a diehard Dolphins fan since I was a little kid, but uh, I don't know. Here's the deal with Tua. What I like about him, he's very accurate. He's an accurate quarterback. 
but he struggles with decision-making and seeing the field. And that's a problem, okay? Like, he he's very accurate, and there are quarterbacks that just aren't consistently accurate. It sounds crazy to say that in the NFL, but it happens. There are times, Tom Brady's the GOAT. There are numerous times during the season where Tom Brady just sort of hits a lull in terms of accuracy, Please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not telling you Tua is better than Tom Brady. I'm just saying that Tua has fewer of those accuracy lulls that you'll see at times from Tom Brady. You'll see that from Josh Allen. You'll see that from a lot of quarterbacks where they just hit a lull with their accuracy and it's just like, whoa, where was that pass going? You know? And uh, some of the dud quarterbacks that obviously happens, Baker Mayfield put on a clinic against the Browns of inaccurate passes. But that's the thing with Tua. I like his accuracy. He's just, he's not great at making the right decision and seeing the field. He'll lock on on the wrong receiver or make the wrong read. That's a problem. The interception he threw, he had a wide open Jalen Waddle and just made the wrong read. He threw it deep. It's a terrible decision. Bad throw. Easy interception. Stuff like that you have to avoid. But not a bad evening. Efficient. 19 for 26, a buck 98 throwing. He didn't have to throw for 410 when Ian Book is on the other side, right? Just steady, touchdown, a pick, passer rating is 91.5. He's not a wow-you type quarterback, and I think that's the issue. When he was in the Heisman mix, when he's winning a national championship in walk-off style with the winning throw to Devontae Smith against Georgia, and we're expecting superstardom. We're expecting jaw-dropping plays. He's not that guy in the NFL, but he can be steady and he can make the simple plays. And uh, that's a lot of what quarterbacking is in the NFL. He's not going to lead off SportsCenter oftentimes, but those steady plays, third and four, find the, the open man, deliver an accurate pass, move the chains. I think he's that type of guy. I, I don't know. They would have been better off with Justin Herbert as it stands right now. Herbert is the real deal. But uh, Tua is better than many made him out to be in his rookie season. Far too quick to jump off the Tua bandwagon. There were a lot of people that did that. And he's a serviceable guy. You can at least say at this stage that he's not a bust. And we'll see how good he can become going forward. All right. 877-99 on Fox. That's your phone number, 877-996-6369. Feel free to get on in here. Love when the militia is active and interactive. You know, both of those things. You be active on Twitter, interactive on the phones, whatever you want to do. Get on in here. Coming up next, man, I thought this quarterback was in witness protection. There has been a turn of events. We will let you know the latest. I'm Brian No in for Big Ben Maller here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you... Here on Next Question, it's going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We believe in the power of the people in the Maller Militia. Get the most out of the Ben Maller Show listening experience by adding your touch. Take a few seconds to follow your host on Twitter. In for Big Ben, it's Brian No. He is at No Show, N-O-E. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. <laughs> the haunting cry of the peacock. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Brian No, Jimmy Garoppolo. Eddie Garcia. Mm, mm, mm. My man, it's been a while. How are things in your world? Good. How are you? It has Good, been a while. Man. Yeah, everything's, everything's fine. Can't complain. How were the holidays? Everything good? Yeah, I uh, I actually missed out on Thanksgiving because I was under the weather, even though it was uh, non-COVID related. But, uh-huh. you know, it was kind of bad form to show up to a family gathering when you're, you know, kind of uh, not feeling well, just, just for the optics of it, right? So I decided I'd just stay home, which, yeah. which it kind of sucked, but at least there was football on to watch. But anyway, uh, so I hadn't seen a lot of the family uh, in, obviously, over a year, and then I uh, got to see them all for Christmas, so that was cool. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Very nice. How jacked up were you on Thanksgiving? Pretty bad? You know, I, it was just, uh, I felt okay. It just, I had like the runny nose and, uh, you know, sniffling and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Just, uh-huh. it was just like, you know, I didn't feel like being quarantined, like in a corner somewhere and, <laughs> or people like not wanting to come up and talk to me just, you know, just cause it's, you know, what I'm doing. So, but, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm glad everything's back to normal now. Good to yeah, go. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, absolutely. Now I was mentioning this, Eddie Garcia mentioned this in his update to begin the show 
where Jimmy Garoppolo, 49ers QB, Jimmy G, he's got a torn UCL and a fractured thumb, so his status is uncertain. Jimmy missed practice on Monday. He's going to be reevaluated Wednesday. Adam Schefter is reporting that his sources say Jimmy G suffered the injury early on against the Tennessee Titans on Thursday Night Football. I wonder how early it happened because Jimmy G was really bad that game. Through a couple of bad interceptions, Mr. Wide Open Kyle Juszczyk. So if he had this jacked up thumb then, I mean, it possibly contributed to his horrific outing. Now, I've been saying for a while, Trey Lance, the third overall quarterback, right? The third overall pick. He was taken by the 49ers. He made one start against the Arizona Cardinals, had that calf injury, and I swear the guy's been in witness protection ever since. I haven't heard one thing about Trey Lance ever since that one start. And oh, by the way, with Jimmy G, the thumb injury, status unknown, there's a comment from Niners head coach Kyle Shanahan. He says, I feel like this month has been Trey Lance's best. What do you know? All of a sudden, he's a practice phenom. And I I just, I have big time questions about Trey Lance. Now, I'm not going to jump off the Trey Lance bandwagon. He's made one start. We just don't have a whole lot to go on. But with Jimmy G and some of these bad outings, and I just wonder how far behind Trey Lance is when he's only made one start so far this season. And I wonder how much the 49ers are sweating this. Are they wondering, gosh, did did we kind of screw this thing up? They traded a lot to move up from number 12 to number 3 to get Trey Lance. Now, the Niners, they close with the Texans this Sunday, and then they're at the Rams. And who knows, maybe that last game of the year could be a big, big deal in terms of making it in the playoffs It's kind of funny, too. I don't know if 49ers GM John Lynch accidentally liked any tweets talking about the possibility of Trey Lance taking over for an injured Jimmy G. That story is just absolutely hysterical to me. This was last week after the Niners lost to the Titans. There was a tweet from some random person that said, leave Jimmy in Nashville. And the 49ers GM John Lynch liked the tweet. He said, he wrote on on Twitter, apparently while in Christmas Eve mass with my family, I accidentally and unknowingly liked a tweet, never intended to, and remain a huge believer in Jimmy. Merry Christmas to everyone. So that was a a misstep if that's indeed the truth. And I think it's hysterical if it is true. I think it's hysterical either way. Either John Lynch was like, eh, freaking Jimmy G, what's he doing? Two interceptions against the Titans, use checks wide open. What are we doing here? Leave Jimmy in Nashville? Right on, like. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. And I think it's funny, too, if he's literally in Christmas Eve mass scrolling through Twitter. I don't know why he's doing that in mass, but scrolling through and complete accident of all tweets, leave Jimmy in Nashville. It could be anything under the sun. It could be like, ah, Russell Westbrook, I don't think he's a good fit for the Lakers, and he accidentally likes that tweet. No, it's leave Jimmy in Nashville. So no late-breaking news on John Lynch, the 49ers GM, accidentally liking a tweet, either uh, endorsing Trey Lance to be the starter against the Texans or, I don't know, more hatred toward Jimmy G. Like, good. Hopefully he's hurt and can't play anymore. Oops, accidentally liked that one too. So uh, we'll let you know if there's anything new with uh, John Lynch. My guess is he's probably taken a bit of a hiatus from Twitter. Or he's scrolling very, very carefully. Very carefully. Not doing the, uh, you know, the one hand, you know, the thumb scrolling while it's in one hand, looking away, watching TV. Very careful about what he's liking, and all of those things. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it one. 
This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024. And we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you on our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother or, in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, Eddie, I know you're deep into the 
NHL a game right there. Are they set to play, is it tomorrow that they're supposed to be playing again? Supposedly, yes. Okay, yeah. That's crazy, man. So it what it was extended a little longer than original because uh, I thought they were supposed yeah. to be playing the twenty seventh, right. right? Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, one extra day. Okay, for one now. Extra day for now. <laughs> for now, <laughs> subject to change. I, I believe so. Yeah, it's crazy what's happening with these bowl games, right? I know they're the lower tier bowl games, but well, are we so going to start seeing this with the big bowls? Yeah, you I know, hope, like I hope not. It's right around the corner, man. It's I know. Friday, we got the big bowls here. We got the playoff games. I mean, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. It wouldn't shock me though. What would you, like, this is kind of an outside-the-box deal here, but I know they have their their forfeiture set up, right? Like, if uh, one team can't go, let's just say for the sake of argument, the Alabama-Cincinnati game, one of the teams can't go, well, the team that could go, they automatically advance. Would it be better to, like, look at these other bowl games. They're just working it out on the fly. They don't have a whole lot of time to prepare. What if we knew that, let's just say, Cincinnati couldn't go? Like, instead of Alabama just moving on to the next round, would you just rather see them face one of the, the highest-ranked teams that, that's scheduled to play another bowl game? Like, Notre Dame's number five right now. Would it be better to just say, eh, Alabama, you just automatically move on? Or would you rather see them play a game against one of the top teams? I would rather see the latter, would you? Well, yeah, of course, but I mean, it's unlikely that we're going to have a situation like I mentioned in the Sun Bowl, right? Where someone, yeah. where two teams are looking for an opponent. And <laughs> I, I just, I mean, you know, they're not going to just pluck Notre Dame out of whatever <laughs> their bowl is and say, oh, you can play in this one now instead. I mean, Notre Dame would be up for it, but I'm guessing, I don't even know what bowl game they're playing in. I'm guessing those folks would have a problem with that. Yeah, they would have a huge problem with it. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's never going to come to that. But I just don't want to see a semifinal game just completely destroyed. You no, get a free path. Not. You get no. the speed pass to the championship game. That'd be terrible. So hopefully it doesn't come to that. Hey, by the way, we're brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. Whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger in Vegas, so make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. All right, we go to the militia here. Let's get Blind Emmett out in Olympia on in here. What is going on, Emmett? Welcome to Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Brian? Uh, how you doing tonight? Good, man. How are things with you? Doing good. Uh, I, I wanted to call about the Dolphins, but you kind of put that on the nail. I, I'll get to that in a minute, but about the bowl game. The little ones, yeah, you know, it, they don't really care that much, like, the, so they're going to just eliminate it. But, like, these big ones, I think if, you know, a COVID situation were to arise, they're just going to do whatever they can to get enough eligible players. They're not going to try and forfeit unless their life depends on it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's, uh, it, it does make me think of the NFL, Emmett, where uh, they've come out and said, hey, if it's the championship game that's scheduled on January 10th, the furthest back we can push it is January 14th. I just don't buy it. You you wouldn't mm-hmm. push it back later than that, right? The NFL did that whole thing. We're not rescheduling games. We're not pushing anything back. And they did. And then when they had to, they did. I think college football would do the same thing. Yeah. And then uh, about your fins. Honestly, Brian, I was watching the game tonight, and I knew you were going to be in. I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I, some, uh, some stuff might happen. I might have to, you know call and you know do my Ben Maurer arguing because obviously Ben's biased but you didn't you nailed it on the head the seven games the Dolphins have, Dolphins have won they played against bums the hardest opponent was Lamar Jackson and that was actually like a good play calling scheme by the Dolphins and another thing too is with Tua I was looking at his game log and his stats there's only been a couple games this season where he hasn't thrown a pick so you're yeah. right about the bad decision making yeah, yeah, he's a work in progress. There's no doubt about that. It's good to talk to you, Emmett. Thanks for checking in, man. Good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, – hey, man, the Dolphins have put together seven straight wins. They're in the playoff mix. But uh, the schedule is definitely softened up in terms of the quarterbacks that they face. Lamar Jackson is a good quarterback, but pretty much everybody else they face has left a lot to be desired. Hey, Larry is in Virginia Beach Wants to check in here. What's going on, Larry? Brian, uh, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays to you and Eddie. Um, yeah, I'm a devout Dolphin fan from Miami originally in Virginia now. Um, 
and I'm pretty excited what's going on. And, and you know, I just my own two cents where I, I think, you know, two is not perfect. He's not flashy, like you said, but I just get the impression he's, I don't know what you think, but I think he's a little bit like Russell Wilson. I mean, not really high key, but gets the job done. Um, also, the three running backs tonight they put in, I was very impressed that they didn't go with just Gaskins. So that's a start in the right direction. That's could be a game changer. The next two games are going to be very difficult. But, you know, I love my team like family. So um, I'm, I was, the defense was just lights out again. <laughs> they they yeah. had him running for his life tonight. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the um, defense Booker. was fantastic, definitely. But so, I, you know what, Tua, I, he's just not on the Russell Wilson level. Russell Wilson is amazing. Oh, I, I think right. Tua well, is a yeah. guy, you just need a lot around him. He's got to have a better offensive line. He's got some good weapons to throw to, but you got to have a better offensive line in front of him. You know, Russell right. Wilson hasn't yeah. had a good offensive line for a while, and I've called him Russell Copperfield for years. He's just a magician back there. Tua's just not – I know this is just year two, but I don't right. ever see – to uh, getting to that Russell Wilson level. Right. But I do agree they need to, well, the offensive coordinator, the guy did some good plays tonight, but they do need another offensive coordinator, maybe a change to the offensive line. Cause that's ridiculous. Some of those players making those, you know, dumb penalties tonight. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm blaming his name out, but, um, I mean, you know, but overall, I was pretty happy. A win is a win, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no matter how you get it. And I didn't realize we made history. I thought, well, I thought the next time we make history, well, knock on wood, still well, a long shot. But, you know, we can get in the playoffs, which is a long shot. We would definitely make history at that one, being one and seven. But I didn't realize yeah. seven yep. wins and seven losses. I had no idea. Yeah, that's that crazy, right? No doubt. Thanks for checking in, man. I like to uh, talk to the Finns fans, even when they've relocated. That's great. Good stuff right there. But yeah, Dolphins' first team in NFL history with a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same year. That's pretty crazy. Now, I guess, I don't know, you could look at this. It was a 14-game schedule for a long time, so it'd be pretty hard to pull off seven wins and seven straight losses in the same year, but... It's been 16 games for a, a long, long time. It's the first time ever it's been done. And the, hey, listen, the 17th game didn't even factor in. You know, so uh, yeah, they made history pretty wild. Definitely. All right, plenty more to get to. Coming up next, Joe Burrow. You know about him throwing for 525 yards against the Ravens. That was the fourth highest number in a season, in a single game in NFL history. There's one name above Joe Burrow that shocks me the most. Who's thrown for more yardage in a single game? I'll share that with you right around the corner. I'm Brian Though In for Ben Maller, this is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Nothing good happens after midnight unless you listen to the Ben Maller Show. Join the fastest-growing club on Fox Sports Radio. You can follow your host on Twitter, and that would be Brian No for In for Big Ben. He's at The No Show, N-O-E. You can also follow us on Facebook. It is Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. On Instagram, it's at Ben Maller on Fox. And you can add your touch to weekly show bits like Ask Ben and Lame Jokes. Coming back next year. And now live from the Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Brian No. By the way, which bit do you most look forward to on this show, Eddie? Oh, it's not even close for me. Ask Ben. Really? That's yeah. the one? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you dig that. Very nice. Yeah, I like that. It's off-the-wall questions and, you know, learn more about Ben. I like that, too. Now, um, I like this from Meller Prop. He was guess He was playing the Who Am I game. When it wasn't exactly the the Who Am I game, I like that. He's keeping the integrity of the show going on over here, right? Who? So, um, yeah, I was mentioning that Joe Burrow, he threw for 525 yards on Sunday against the Ravens. It's the fourth highest single game total in NFL history. So the quarterbacks ahead of Joe Burrow, number one is Norm Van Brocklin. We go all the way back into 1951, the Los Angeles Rams against the New York Yanks. That is the highest single-game pass total 
554. Now, that's not what shocked me the most. I wasn't around then. I wasn't around for the next, gosh, 26 years. So I wasn't like, oh, wow, get out of here, Norm, Norm Van Brocklin. It's, if you tell me someone who did something extraordinary 26 years before I was born, I'm not going to be shocked by that, right? The shocking name on this list is Matt Schaub. Yeah, that's right. He did it as a member of the Houston Texans against the Jaguars. This was in November of 2012. Matt Schaub threw for 527 yards. Is the same amount of yardage that Warren Moon also threw for. It's way back in 1990 when the Houston Oilers took on the Kansas City Chiefs. So in order, it's in single-season yardage rankings, right? Norm Van Brocklin, number one, with 554, followed by, in a tie with 527 yards, Matt Schaub and Warren Moon, and now fourth on the list is Joe Burrow. So if you like the the geeky NFL trivia stuff, there you go. There's a steady dose of it for you right there. All right, let's go out to the phones here. One of my favorites, Andrea in Berkeley. We've got Jimmy G News, right? He's got a jacked-up thumb. It's fractured. Is he going to play on Sunday? We don't know. So to help us break it down, Andrea in Berkeley. How's it going, Andrea? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. Can't complain here. Oh, good. Well, you know what's interesting? Taurus and Scorpio are opposite. Um, Jimmy G, November 2nd, 1991. Trey Lance, March, uh, May 9th, 2000. He's a youngin. Wow, 2000. And wow. here's the thing. We talked about that Saturn-Uranus uh, transit last week with Jimmy G, Saturn limitation, limitation and frustration. And yeah. check it out. It also rules the skeletal system, Brian. Bones, knees, teeth, and joints. What? Yes, Saturn rules the skeletal system. So Man, so Saturn's wow. jacking up our skeletal system also over here? Yes, Saturn rules our skeletal system. So when we have difficult Saturn transits, Who? Our, our skeletal system you know, is more vulnerable. So that said, here's the thing. Trey is having... You know, some difficult transits, too. He's having Saturn square his son as well. It's like delay doesn't mean denial. But we have to manage our expectations, even if Trey does play. It doesn't mean he's going to play great because he's having challenging transits as well. He's having it in wow. Taurus. You know, Jimmy G's having it by opposition. Trey's having it by conjunction and square. So suffice it to say, they're both kind of having some challenges. But the Jimmy G thing, I don't know. Scorpio's, I mean, you're a Scorpio. I yeah. I smell a rat. I wonder if Jimmy G's thumb is really that hurt or they just oh. want to give Trey a chance. Ooh, you're calling shenanigans wow. on this I thing am. here. I am. Wow. I, I, yeah, I have some Scorpio in my chart. So some that's uh, exactly... conspiracy theories here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. What do you think, Brian? No, I think it's legit, but uh -huh. my question is, what does Saturn do for us? What good is Saturn? Every yeah. time I hear about Saturn, it's something bad. Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. When we have a positive Saturn transit, a trine or conjunction, then we get more motivated, more determined, more focused, more purposeful. But what? when we have a square or an opposition, the aspect is more challenging, and that's where we're really tested and things are more challenging. So okay. that was yeah. an excellent question. I could see the wheels are turning astrologically. Good for you. Well, thank you. Yes, I, that's what I get down with. You know, the wheels are always turning astrologically, you know? so Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, timing's everything. Timing is life. Life is timing. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But I, 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 I'm, I have a conspiracy theory about Jimmy G to making it sound worse than it is because he's a Scorpio. He might push through. How about that? Wow. All right. Well, hey, appreciate the, uh, the breakdown here and also the Jimmy G conspiracy theory. Well done by you, Andrea. Very nice. There she is, Andrea in Berkeley. Wow. The Niners. The conspiracy theory is the Niners are making it up. No torn UCL. No fractured thumb. Want to get Trey Lance on in there. That, hey, that caught me off guard. I mean, I enjoy a good conspiracy theory. I don't buy it. That would be... That would be some historical type stuff right there, you know? But, uh... I appreciate that. Appreciate it. All right. 
Got schooled in Saturn as well. You know, there's something good with Saturn. It just depends on timing. All right. Beautiful. All right, we got a lot to do in the next hour here. We've got stat chasing. Ooh, stat chasing allegations. And also, the integrity of the games. What exactly are these leagues supposed to do? I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.